Welcome to the Heart of Dating Podcast. Hey, it's Kate. I'm so glad you could join us this week as we try to untangle the ever so ambiguous world of dating as a Christian. Over here on Heart of Dating, we get real as we answer some tough questions and uncover transformative ways to approach Christian dating. Oh, and you better believe we have some laughs along the way, because last time I checked, the struggle is hashtag real. You know what I'm saying? Now, let's get to the heart of the matter. Hey, hey, everybody, and welcome to the Heart of Dating Podcast. It's your host, Kate. And JJ. And we are coming at you for the second episode of Season 9. Did you guys check out last week? Did you check out JJ's mini-sode on Friday for the men? Please check it out if you haven't. That's right. (laughs) And guys, we are coming at you with just a few announcements today. We just love you guys. And so if you are new to this podcast, would you do us a favor? Would you subscribe? Would you rank us? Would you write us a review? This is the only way our podcast can continue to be discovered by other people. So we want to encourage you to do that. (laughs) We have had some incredible reviews. So if you are out there and you did write us a review, thank you very much. If you've been listening to the show forever and you've never written a review, would you consider taking like 30 seconds to a minute and doing that today? It would mean so much Mm -hmm. to us. Absolutely. Also, guys, we have some news. Heart of Dating Conference 2023 is coming at you next year, February. Guess what? We are partnering with Sam and Tony Collier in Atlanta. We could not be more pumped. You guys, this is going to be amazing. If you are not, if you've never been to one of our conferences, like I'm going to just, I know I'm going to do it. I'm going to make you, I'm going to FOMO. I'm going to say you're going to have FOMO. If you, uh-huh. like, you should have FOMO by not coming and attending, whether virtually or in person, because this is the event of the year for us. You know what blew my mind about yeah. the last one? Mm. The majority of people came alone. Yeah. We had so many people come by themselves. Yes. And I was blown away. So cool. Yeah. And you know what? That The thing about our community is you will not be alone once you get there. Mm-hmm. So many people are going to make you feel loved, make you feel like they want to be your new best friend. And most likely you will walk out of there with some new lifelong friends and maybe even some significant others down the line. We've had people that have met from conference who are now engaged in getting married. Yeah. So it's exciting. It's so cool. We have an it's awesome, so cool. awesome schedule and lineup for you guys. It's, it's going to be two days. There's so many fun things. Last thing I want to tell you, we have an incredible program called the Singles Academy. It's a masterclass community of people doing life together. Every month we have a different theme and we're about to be in the month of November and we're going to have an incredible theme in November with a brand new speaker. We're actually going to have a guest speaker in November. So we have a masterclass the first Thursday of every month. And then that month we work through that content together. In October, we work through the topic of Mm self-hatred and I was blown away seeing how our community was talking about it in their discussion groups, doing life together, scheduling meetups, uh, scheduling their own events to talk through things and hang out. We've had mixers. We had speed dating this last month. We've had so many incredible events. So if you are looking to be a part of a singles ministry that is really doing life together and learning and growing, I want to tell you to check out the Singles Academy. You can go to heartofdating.com forward slash TSA, heartofdating.com forward slash TSA. 
Come be a part of the number one online singles ministry in the world. Okay. Okay, guys, here we are. We are in episode two. We have a fun topic today. We're talking about never been kissed. Are we really? Yeah. It reminds me of the Drew Barrymore movie, which you've probably never seen. Have you seen it? I've never heard of it. Okay. It's a rom-com from like the 90s. Drew Barrymore. It's called Never Been Kissed. And that's what we're talking about today. Before we dive in, we are starting our episodes this season with something new. We're starting with a great date question. So you can write down this question, use it on your dates, and we're going to answer it. What's the question today, honey? The question for the date, and this one is a little dense, all right? So you have to give them a second to think about it. But you look at them and you say, what is the biggest lesson you've learned this year? Mm. What is the biggest lesson you've learned this year? So you're asking me that? Yes, ma'am. Okay. My biggest lesson has actually been recent. I would say there's more than one lesson this year, but my biggest lesson is truly a reminder of my favorite life phrase, who are you becoming by the things you're doing? And when we were in wedding season, there was so much going on. I often default to being misproductive and that is what I love to do. I love doing all the things and I love doing it with excellence. But I also have a majorly hard problem of stopping and shutting down and truly turning off my brain and delighting and resting in God. And so my biggest life lesson is, well, on our honeymoon, when we got on our honeymoon, every bodily ailment I had before the wedding left. And you guys, before the wedding, I had back issues. I like almost I couldn't walk three weeks before my wedding. JJ had to roll me around in a wheelchair at Disneyland on my birthday because I really couldn't walk. It was really I was scared, to be honest, in some ways. The night before my wedding, my jaw locked and I couldn't really talk. The day after my wedding, I got a giant knot in my neck that was super painful. There was just all these things happening. We get to our honeymoon in Bora Bora. None of it hurt. It all went away. Like my back issues that had persisted for weeks, gone, completely gone. And what I attributed it to was my body desperately needs rest, true rest, and not just sleep, but rest for my mind, rest for my soul, Mm -hmm. where I'm not thinking and doing Mm -hmm. and being productive. So that's my biggest lesson this year. What about you? (laughs) I was basically engaged to an elderly lady (laughs) leading up to the wedding. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So funny. Um, It's fancy seeing you here. (laughs) (laughs) It's been 84 years. She was like, I have arthritis and all this. I can still smell the fresh paint. Oh, Titanic. Titanic, Sorry. Okay. (laughs) So funny. I think for me, uh, uh intention like intentional growth intentional just like taking inventory because if there's one thing about uh relationship engagement and marriage it's just such a refining force function that any soft area any area you've neglected as a man or a woman Mm. will come out it will surface so anything that you are able to like kind of slap a complacent oh it's not causing any harm it's not really doing any good. It's just kind of there. Um, it will surface <laughs> very so quickly. <laughs> so for me, it's been like hyper intentionality about, you know, taking an inventory uh, with God and with accountability and with counsel. Okay, guys. So we're talking about never being kissed on 
Heart of Dating on my Instagram, actually, I did a poll and 35% of people said that they'd never been kissed of my audience. Now, most of them are single Christians. Not everyone is, but 35% of people said they'd never been kissed. I have to believe that because I also have audience of people who are married and all sorts of different people, I, I would say that stat realistically is actually higher. But I wanted to start this conversation because it's something you guys requested, but I want to really share some of the things you guys shared with me. So with this concept of never been kissed, there are often lies and belief systems that are formed for somebody who's never been kissed, similar to somebody who maybe has never been in a relationship. And here are some of those lies that you guys shared with me. It feels like people assume you need X experience to be qualified for a relationship. That's what it feels like. A lot of you also feel unprepared for dating. You feel like you're behind or missing out. That was probably one of the biggest ones. You feel like something is wrong with you. Mm. Mm -hmm. You feel unworthy, unchosen. You kind of feel like a child. You one person even mentioned that they often keep this detail to themselves for as long as possible because it's discredited them discredited them in the past. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, this is just thank you guys for sharing your vulnerability. I'm sure many of you listening can relate. Um, and it's really sad and unfortunate because I truly like want to just speak into that. There's nothing wrong with you if you've never been kissed. There's nothing you're necessarily missing out on if you've never been kissed. You're not unworthy if you've never been kissed. And same thing if you're listening and you've also never been in a relationship because sometimes it's both. I've never been kissed and I've never been in a relationship. Not always, but it's sometimes it's both. And so um, I just want you to know, and I said this on the episode I did about never been in a relationship, but like you never being in a relationship, you never being kissed doesn't mean you don't have skills to be in a relationship. Like you've probably had roommates. You've probably had to deal with hard life situations. Mm -hmm. Like you have skills to be in a relationship, sometimes more so than people who have kissed a lot and been in lots of relationships. Okay. Somebody who's kissed doesn't mean they're like the expert dater or even the expert kisser. Okay. That's like another whole thing. Um, (laughs) We'll get into that. But yeah, um, babe, I know we we're going to ask some questions. Yeah. Well, the whole idea of never being kissed is pretty interesting because mm-hmm. from youth group, we've learned a lot yeah. about kissing, right? So it's like a loaded word. Yes. What do we think about kissing in general? Yeah. What do we think about kissing in general and dating? Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, obviously, if you're married, kiss all you want. Um, But, well, I want to lead with honesty. Like, I have kissed. And I have kissed in dating and in relationship. And I think it's okay to kiss. I do. But I think the question here is deeper. I think it's like, um, can you kiss without it going anywhere else? Can you kiss without it leading to lusting, right? Uh, That's the question we're really asking. And more often than not, there's like a, that's to each its own. You you really have to assess that with yourself and with God. Is it possible for you to kiss somebody and not start lusting about them or want to go further? Because that question is like, probably not really. Yeah. I, I mean, again, that's for you to, to discuss with God, but that's the question. Yeah. It's a great question. And 
kissing is a very broad term, right? <laughs> <laughs> if we're being real, kissing is a very broad term. Is it kissing? Is it peck on the lips? Is it peck on the cheek? Exactly. Is it making out? Exactly. Is it French kissing, exactly. right? Like there's a lot going on over there. Right. So as you kind of scale that word further and further into more romantic, more intimate action, I think it's just really almost impossible not to start having thoughts. And the most important thing, because your thought life, that is like what God yeah. focuses on your heart. And that is the one where it's like, am I partnering with the thoughts or the thoughts just thoughts? And then we're casting them aside, we're taking them captive, yeah. we're putting them in their place, we're vigilant and on guard. Yeah. Are you running with the thought? So. Some people might hear this and be like, well, is it a blessing to never have been kissed well, in I wanna, some ways? Can I ask, can I say, add one thing before we go into that? Sure. I will just be honest with JJ and I, we kissed in our relationship. And then I will say, this is just true honesty hour, that towards the end of our relationship and especially engagement, moving into engagement and an engagement, we decided that making out, kissing to the point of making out was not a win for us. And so we eliminated that in our relationship. Yeah, that was the best thing we did. Yeah. For sure. Because I love that analogy. Like, if you're not going to bake a pie, why turn on the oven? Yeah. Like, why why heat it up? Why go there if you're, if you're going to just, like, try and go up to the boundary and just stop? Yeah. It just really served no point for us. And so we were like, you know, we're just not even going to be... For us, and this is a buzzword, but tempted. Like we were just like we we know ourselves. This isn't really going to. It's not really serving as well. So yeah. we're gonna hold off, and we did honor that for the most part throughout our engagement. Yeah, it just comes down to one question: Is it worth it? Yeah, you know, like is it worth going there? Yeah, or is it more worth just not? Like, and for us, it was, there was just a point where it just was not worth it, and more importantly. It was worth waiting. Yeah. It was worth waiting. The whole intimate experience of it, it was worth waiting for. Yeah. So go back to your question because yeah. I cut you off. Well, <laughs> the question is, you know, somebody might look at this and be like, well, is it a blessing, right? Is it a great thing that I've never been kissed in some ways? Yeah. Uh, you know, in some ways it could be, right? Because for me, I mean, gee, like I kissed a lot of people. I have because I mean, you guys, if you know my story, it has, I've dated so many people in my past mm -hmm. and started kissing from a very young age. And I'm just going to be real. For me, it it did lead to ties, like some physical and soul, like soul ties with some people. Um, it was not a win for me to kiss all those people personally. Like mm -hmm. for me, it was not a win. I, I really... I also realized that for me, I often used it as a mechanism to try to get a guy to like me. And that was also not a win because I'm like, I'm going to do this because then because it's I think what he wants and then I'm hoping he likes me. Yeah. If I'm just being really honest and mm -hmm. it created a lot of shame for me as well, because there was a lot of times I kissed guys that I actually didn't want to kiss um, with. But I did it for a motive of wanting them to like me or just wanting to please them because I thought that's what they wanted, right? And so, um, and some people just, it wasn't a safe environment. So I would say that in some ways it can definitely be a blessing to have never been kissed. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> okay. No, I, I hear you. And I, I honestly think the one thing to keep in mind, it's a blessing in the sense of, 
the 30 to 60 to the 90 day period where you're just in an evaluation mode. Yeah. It's a blessing in the sense of like your vision, your evaluation is not distorted. Yes. Like you're not making it more complicated. You think about the court of law, like when you're not, when you're dating somebody, you're not in the court of law. Like it's not that intense. But if you're in the court of law, like going out and making out with the defendant and having a physical relationship and emotional relationship is really going to blurry the picture. Yes. Right? You're not going to stay objective. Yeah. So the point is, it's a blessing in the sense of like you can remain very objective. Yeah. I will. And so what JJ is referring to is we talk about dating in the stages of single dating relationship engaged married. And so our typical recommendation is to avoid kissing in the dating phase and just getting to know that person. Yeah. The pre relationship stage and relationship stage, you know, that's up to your own discernment and your own convictions. But I would highly recommend in the dating phase to avoid kissing as much as you can. It just and not to provide shame if you do kiss somebody, but just like. Like it will make you more clearly be able to connect with that person through a lens of discernment Mm -hmm. before you, you know, because if you kiss them and you like have a great kissing situation, then you're like, oh, I really like this person. And it can really rosy your glasses a little bit to make you not see, oh, wait, they're not that spiritually centered on the Lord and X, Y, Z. I'm speaking from major experience over here. And I don't know if you are too, babe, but for me, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And you know what I love about being vigilant about this kind of boundary is if you're dating in community, somebody that you're going to see next week at community group or on Sunday, then I'm like, I love the natural accountability of like not going there because you're going to see them. Guess what? And if you're making out with them on the third date and then you see them two weeks later after it didn't work out, it's going to be awkward. Yes. And here's a great thing. I love like... I did this so much in my dating life where I would go out with guys, date, go on dates, and we wouldn't get physical to this in this capacity. And honestly, was not awkward. I could see them still, still be friends with them. And I passed them on to other women. Yeah, that's a big thing. So big deal. Like actually, I can think of a one of my guy friends more recently went on a date with somebody, or not one of my guy friends, a guy that I went on dates with years ago went on a date with somebody I know. And mm-hmm. th- recently- not awkward. I actually encouraged it. I kind of set it up a little bit. I like put some bugs in their ears. And guess what? Not weird at all because I'd never kissed him. I've heard this theme (laughs) a lot lately. Actually, I feel like it's popping up and it's really encouraging. I think the being vigilant about your physical boundary there and just being wise. Yes. It just is nothing but goodness. uh, And it's really helpful for a nice, easy, clean, friendly, kind uh, closing And it also allows you to have a good relationship, friendship, and even to the point of recommending them to somebody else in the future. Yes. I love that. Yeah, me too. I think that should be the bar for dating with things. I agree. I agree. So, babe, on the flip side of this, that's one perspective and really removing shame from like if you've never been kissed. Mm -hmm. And then on the other side, do you think some people hold it too rigidly to a point of like, they prop it up as something that makes them better potentially than others. Yeah, I, uh, to be honest, I think because it's such a big deal in some ways, it would be really hard not to. Mm. It would be really hard not to prop it up and have it as something that defines you. Kind of like virginity. Yes, exactly. Because, you know, it's just more, uh, it's more common, right, than we think. It's 35% of the people, maybe more. But it, you just don't see it in culture. You don't see it in media. 
So you do feel like an alien. So but like in a good way. You're like, yeah. I, you hold, we're talking about feeling an alien in like a way you're like, I'm better because I've held on this and you haven't. Exactly. That, that kind of mentality. Well, because well, you're just, it's, you know, just so increasingly rare as you compare with culture. But I think exactly when the pendulum swings to the point where it elevates you over them morally, then that is the problem where, you know, it's the other side of the pendulum. One side of the pendulum, what we just talked about is you feel ashamed about it, right? It defines you and you feel ashamed about it because it's embarrassing. The other side is it defines you and you're overtly prideful about it. It elevates you morally. The funny part is that both sides of the pendulum are wrong because that is inherently what is defining you, yeah. not Christ, yeah, not the right. Christ image, not the actions of your life. And so both sides of the pendulum, whether you're shameful about it or you're prideful about it, the funny part is they're both wrong because something greater than that defines you. Yes, absolutely. I think as well to that, just on this pendulum of like, I feel really prideful about this. There, There's a way, there's a balance between like, I'm proud of this. I stuck to boundaries. This is, I'm deeply connected to this. I have a moral value around this and it's like healthy. There's, that's like, that's one way of looking at it. That's like, I feel proud of myself. There's a different the difference between that and the pride that says like I'm better than yeah. others and that that kind of mentality is often driven to be honest out of purity culture teachings and narratives of like I am going to be shut down in my body I am like absolutely not don't do this two pillows between me and another guy at all times stay a foot away from their face I'm like reflecting on all the stuff I learned and like you know that's like makes you better it makes you better it's like you are closer to Jesus if you do those things exactly and that is a lot of unfortunate like toxic purity culture teachings in those ways yeah the great litmus test for yourself right here whether you're on one side of the pendulum or the other is if if that thing changed about you, whether you've never been kissed and you kiss somebody or you've kissed a lot of people and you've kissed one less person, does that change the value? Mm-hmm. Does that change your identity? So if you're here and you've never been kissed and somehow, some way you went on a date, a couple of dates and you kiss somebody next week or two, would that change something about you? Would your identity and worth and self-value be different before and after that kiss? And if it is, then you might have a little bit too much stock in the fact that you've never kissed somebody and vice versa. If you kiss a lot of people and you go back and alter history and you kiss one less person and your self-worth and your value and your identity changes, then you might have a little bit too much stock. And your past and how many people you've kissed. Yeah, it's a great way to look at it. Yeah. With the balance that I would just add that if you've never been kissed and you mainly struggle with shame and embarrassment from that, we there is space for you to feel proud about that. Mm-hmm. There is space for that. Absolutely. We want you to get to that. We're just trying to speak to both people because there's going to be both people listening to this, for right? For sure. Somebody who feels deeply embarrassed and somebody who feels deeply prideful. And actually, there might be people who are deeply prideful about it, but also deeply embarrassed. Uh-huh. So we're just speaking to the soup of people that this may that may hear this episode. Um, I also want to quickly speak to two things. One, this got brought up: shame from being kissed when you did not provide consent. So there were some situations where you may have been kissed and it was not consensual or not safe. 
And maybe it was like at the end of a date and just somebody forced kissed you and you were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like you didn't even see it coming or whatever the situation is. Um, God forbid it's something abusive. Um, I think, you know, especially if it's an environment where it's not abusive, but like you're just on a date with somebody and then they kiss you. Um, I, I would say for the men, always asking for consent is a good idea. If that's something that you desire, always ask before you kiss. Because because here's a do the, here's the thing for the guys. If asking for consent is going to kill the mood, the mood is not even really that great, right? Because that should not kill the mood. Yeah. We don't oh gosh, there are some people out there that are like, I'm the cool Christian. Like asking for consent does not have to kill the mood, uh-huh. everybody. Okay. I'm for my ladies. Okay. Cause usually, let's just be honest, usually the guy who's going in for the kiss, right? More than likely. So for me, this is what I've done because I have a hard boundary on the first dates, especially no kissing, that I just bring it up somewhere in conversation. Like, hey, I just want to let you know. So this isn't like any sort of awkward ending just in case that I don't kiss in the beginning of dating. And so, uh, and it's not, it has nothing to do with me not being interested in you. It's just a boundary that I have for myself. And I wanted to let you know. It's so creative. I love it. And- <laughs> it avoids those awkward endings where I'm like, Avoiding eye contact, giving them the awkward side hug, hoping that like they don't go in for one, yeah. you know, because yeah. honestly, I would have kind of judged some of the guys if they did. So it was also better. <laughs> well, I think it's just helping them out. It's yes. just being kind and helping them out. If you do want to kiss them, you can even weave in a compliment of uh, you look very handsome and I had a wonderful time and I just want to tell you ahead of time. I do not kiss on the first date, although I'm very much tempted to. And if you did, I would, but I can't. You know, it's just something that something I something for me exactly, that's and vice versa. You and can guys, just say ask it safely if you don't want to. Yeah, yeah. yeah if yeah. you are going to kiss, whenever that time is. Um, and then the last thing I was going to say. Wait, oh, lost the train of thought. What was it? What was it? What was it? Oh, got it. For those of you out there listening, if there is somebody listening who's like. Who does fall into the camp of like, I've made people feel weird if they've never kissed someone or never been in a relationship, then you need to have a heart check. I'm just going to be honest. Okay. There is not something wrong with a person who has not been kissed. Like you are not more cool, more experienced because you've been kissed. Mm -hmm. You don't know relationships better because you've been kissed. In fact, in fact, maybe you don't actually, maybe you're a toxic dater. I don't, I don't want to put that on you, but just like you don't necessarily know better because you've been kissed and you need to have a heart check. Um, and I just, I just really wanted to say that because <laughs> there are people out there, Christians it's who have true. made the individuals who responded to this poll feel like a child. They've discredited them. Mm-hmm. They've made them feel inexperienced. They're Christian people doing that. So that's why I wanted to say that I'm like really fired up about that. I know like, you guys are going to, Kate's going to come find you. How dare you? you make other people feel bad about that? I know. <laughs> I Let's know. not contribute to shame narratives. Jeez Louise. I'm sorry. Shame <laughs> on you for making somebody no. feel ashamed. No. <laughs> we don't, I don't throw shame on you either. I just am like, have a heart check, really, yeah. on that one. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to end it there. Good end. Well, <laughs> well, maybe one more. Because if you listen to this and you are the never been kissed and you're a little shamed about it, I just want to let you know that we think a lot more of you than whether or not you've been kissed before. Yeah. You're a whole entire person that we see and define and love and are curious about. We are much more curious about you, what you love in life, what you don't like in life, 
things that have happened to you, things you're excited about than we are interested and in whether or not you have kissed somebody or not. That's right. You have a lot more that defines you than that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We love you guys. <gasps> we love you guys. We hope this spoke to you and we can't wait to see you next week. Absolutely. Have a great day. Bye. Bye-bye. The Heart of Dating podcast is created by Kate Warman. It is a part of the Converge podcast network. Our incredible editor is the one and only Scott Caro. Our theme music was developed by the amazing Christian Ledoux. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, or if you've never written us a review or ranked us on iTunes, we'd encourage you to do so because it helps us so much to get this podcast into more people's ears. We launch our podcast each and every week on Wednesday. So we'll see you next week. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network.